Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode of the Auto Bid. I am Aaron Robinson. Joined as always by my twin brother Andrew Robinson. And today we have two special guests. We got two Moco guys. My guy Jermaine Dukebu and Joe Hughley. Uh, but first, I want to make sure that I'm reminding you guys to listen to my guy Pull Up Tay. That was him on the intro music. He's a Moco guy, just like everybody we have on this call today. Make sure you guys are liking uh, his, his music, man, and listening to it. It's uh, out on all platforms, man. His new project, Life Ain't Fair, uh, definitely a goodie. Um, also, want to remind you guys to like this podcast. Make sure you guys are giving us a rating, giving us a review, and wherever you listen to this podcast at, every like, every share on social media does indeed go a long way. Um, but without further ado, like I said, we are joined by two other MoCo guys, uh, Jermaine Ukebu and Joe Hughley. Joe is a director of player relations at Wake Forest University, and Jermaine Ukebu just got hired as an assistant coach uh, at College of Charleston. He's got to be the youngest assistant coach in the country. I mean, I can't imagine there'd be anybody in the country younger than Jermaine. So, uh, my guys, man, Jermaine uh, and Joe, thanks for joining us today uh, on this episode of the Auto Bid. And uh, yes, to sir, Drew, yes, I mean, sir, yes, sir, man. To, so Appreciate you guys. We're going to go ahead and, uh, and get right into it, man. First and foremost, thanks for joining us today, man. I mean, for for Jermaine, man, I mean, for you, man, I mean, you know, like I said, you've got to be the youngest assistant coach in the country right now. I mean, what was your reaction um, when Coach Pat Kelsey, you know, extended the offer for you to, to come on to his staff uh, at College of Charleston? Oh, uh, man. Um, I was in awe. Uh, I was in awe. I think the first thing that I did uh, was just um, just being a place of gratitude. Like, that was it. Uh, just gratitude. Um, that was really just the, the the expression that I had and that I had to have because, one, I knew I didn't get it by myself. I knew that um, that it was only a holy God that was able to help me through that. Uh, but, but, yeah, man, it was just – just really surreal. Just, um, I was pinching myself the first week. Um, it was a little overwhelming, but I think it more exciting than anything. For sure, man. And, you know, to, to, to give some context, you know, for our listeners right now, man, these are two Montgomery County guys, man. Jermaine actually played with me and Ace at Springbrook for three years, man. You know, we used to kill Jermaine in practice for three years while he was, you know, coming up in the world, you know. And then Joe Hughley is actually, you know, one of our, one of our high school rivals at Magruder. You know, for everybody in MoCo, you know, Springbrook and Magruder have pretty much been the two. Um, best Montgomery County programs, um, you know, for in, in recent history as far as getting to Comcast, um, competing for state titles, man. So, you know, we used to kill Joe for, for three years back in Montgomery County as well, you know. Um, so that's <laughs> – Yeah, 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 yeah. You can stop that right there, boy. I'm not hearing none of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man. I don't know if Joe – I don't know if Joe ever got a win over us at Springbrook during his career at Magruder. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I recall that happening. Yeah, Hmm. That, his our sophomore year, his sophomore year, our junior year, we be, I know we beat them at, at Springbrook for sure. Do, do, do we beat and them? I, at, definitely. I don't know if we played them, but if we did, we definitely ain't lose. Oh, we, we played lose. them once that year. Yeah. Matter of fact, we we might be undefeated against Joe. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know if Joe ever got a win versus. Nah, 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 nah. You got, you guys are right. You guys are right. You guys are right. I don't think I beat y'all when y'all when y'all at Springbrook. Yeah. I, you guys are right about that. I <laughs> So, as I said, we used, to, we used to get Joe out of there in high school, man. But, you know, <laughs> but Joe, man, I definitely want to ask you, man, because obviously hey, yeah, we, were power, we were a powerhouse for a long We were a powerhouse for a long time, though, man. We were power, We ran through Montgomery County. Nothing, so don't even worry about it. So, you know, we won a state championship my freshman year. So, you know, just, just keep it like that. You feel me? 
<laughs> hey, listen, man, I won't take that from you, man. Magruder definitely did have y'all run, man. Y'all, y'all definitely did, man. I, I never disrespect, you know what I'm saying, the homies over there, man. But, you know, Joe, man, hey, but look, you know, we're, we'll get into some, some of that a little bit later, man. I'm going to say that for later, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, Joe, man, you also a coach, you know, um, a young coach at that you know, you you actually got right into coaching from, from, from your playing career, man. You know, played for head coach Steve Forbes at East Tennessee State um, and then was able to get right into it, you know, at, at Wake Forest, man. So just talk about that process, talk about that journey, man. I want to ask you, like, you know, you were on a pretty good ETSU team, right? Like, I mean, you guys won the SOCOM, were prepared to go dancing, you know, and to make a run in the dance um, before COVID happened. What was that process like for you where it was like, all right, man, like, you know, should I pursue a pro career? Do I want to get into coaching and kind of what made you decide that, yeah, like coaching is something that I want to do? And then, you know, how did you end up on staff with Coach Forbes at Wake Forest? Hey, man, it was it was a crazy journey for sure, man. Like you go from, you know, you know, playing, you know, beating everybody. You know, we had a great tournament. You know, we won every game by like 15 in our SOCON tournament. We, we were champions. We went 30 and 4. I've always wanted to coach, you know, ever since my sophomore year. Of, of college, something I wanted to do. My mentor, uh, Tony Giles, is, was on my staff at, you know, at Magruder. And uh, he kind of just instilled in me to see how you can make a big impact in a lot of people's life, just, you know, doing things that people probably in their life they didn't have. You know, he just gave me stuff that, and just wisdom, you know, and they saw him as a coach. So I always wanted to model him and be be in this business to be part of like young dudes' life and turn them into young men. So that was one of the main reasons I wanted to coach. But you know, at East Tennessee State, it's crazy because like two weeks before the season, Coach Coach uh, uh, Steve Forbes he brought me in his office. It was like, "Hey, man, like I don't know. I'm getting a lot of phone calls that you you know thinking about going pro." And uh, you know, just want to let you know, man. If you don't want to go pro, you have a you have a place on my staff, and uh, you're a big time personality, big time leader in the locker room. He's called me the best teammate he's ever coached, um, and he was like, you know, you are what I need on my on my staff and things in that sort. So that was like two weeks before the season ended. I said, hey, coach, man, I'm just trying to. I'm here on a business trip, a uh, ten month business trip. It was to get my master's degree which I was blessed to do and, uh, you know, win a championship. So I was on the verge of doing both. So I kind of didn't want to get my mind fuzzy on on different things like coaching or playing overseas. I was just like, I want to win now, and I want to get my master's degree. And then, like, you know, fast forward to, you know, conference tournament, we win. We won the black. I was blessed to be one of the only teams, one of the only teams that would be able to finish the conference tournament in 1920, and I was blessed to do that. And then after the season, you everybody knows the whole world shut down. So I had to make a decision. You know, I still had to finish my master's degree. Uh, you know, I, I actually did my master's degree with Team Takeover with Keith Stevens. And, uh, you know, I had to get my degree. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, and, you know, I thought about it. You know, I knew how overseas was shutting down. I know a lot of guys that's overseas. And they were like, man, this thing is getting crazy. You know, I was talking with Mom Dukes. I said, man, I don't know, man. Like, I was getting hurt. My body was old. I was like, ah, man, I mean, I just go get into coaching, man. Like, I, so I called Steve Forbes around the uh, end of March, early April. And I said, uh, I mean, I said, end of, yeah, end of March, early April. I said, look, uh, I'd like to take you up on that offer, you know, joining the staff at East Tennessee State. You know, I didn't know what my role was going to be. I didn't know what the money looked like, nothing. I just said, you know what, you know, I want to do it. He was psyched. He said, hey, Joe, man, you're doing me a favor. And I said, hey, I just want to be a part and uh, continue to grow my, you know, my stock in this coaching world and see what happens. And he said, okay, we're going to fill out the, figure out the details later as we things calm down. And fast forward to men and uh, diversity. We had never talked about Wake Forest University. We talked about East Tennessee State. You know, that's a whole different vibe, a whole different level, and that's a whole different job description for me. You know what I'm saying? So it was a, you know, I haven't heard from him. I haven't talked to him. You know, other assistant coaches say, hey, Joe, you know, he's going to call you. He's going to call you. I said, all right. You know, I'm not, I'm not big. I'm not mad about it. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, you know, I know he's getting, he's building the roster here. And uh, I know we talked about East Tennessee State, but we've never talked about Wake Forest. So I was like, you know, let's let it be. I didn't talk to Coach Ford for a month and a half. 
And I was just at home, just, you know, vibing, doing my thing, just in quarantine. And then one day I woke up and uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. I told him I didn't go to bed. You know, quarantine, I didn't go to bed till like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was vibing, playing some GTA or something, you know, just, just vibing, right? He called me 8 o'clock in the morning. I wake up. I'm like, oh, snap, this is Forbes. So I answer the phone, act like I was wide awake. I was dead asleep. Hey, what's going on, coach? What's going on, man? He go, uh, he go, hey, Joe, I just wanted to connect with you. I know we talked about East Tennessee State, but, you know, I want, I want, to, I want to offer you a job here at Wake Forest. I know you can do it. You, your, your, your personality is what fits and what we need in our staff. And uh, I want to, you know, give you an opportunity to start your coaching career in the ACC. Man, I was stoked, man. I was very, very happy. I was blessed for the opportunity. And, uh, you know, and every day I, I wake up and I like going to work. I go to work with a with a sweatsuit on, some shorts, and a T-shirt. I mean, and get to be around people every day and learn every day about great minds of the game. And, and I'm excited. It, it, I, I keep learning that, something new every day. So it, it's big time for sure, and I'm excited about it. And I, and I owe everything to Coach Forrest for giving me this opportunity. But uh, that's just kind of how it happened. And, you know, ever since then, I've, you know, I've grown so much as a coach and continue looking forward to grow. Now, Joe, this this is, uh, you know, your first year on the other side of the clipboard. I mean, Jermaine had two years in the GA under Pat Kelsey. I mean, what has what what this year been like, you know, the, your first year not playing? You know, I, I know for me, even in the media, I'm going to Cobb games like, man, I, I really miss being out there. You know, like you, you get that itch sometimes that you want to, you want to, you know, go play. I mean, I mean, what what has it been like for you, you know, not playing and being on the other side? I mean, what, what has your perspective been like, you know, not, now that you're on the other side of the clipboard? I mean, it's a different it's a different grind, you know? Like, it's a mental grind, it's a relationship grind, and it's, uh, you know, big Coach Ford is a big on relationships, man, which I think is important as well, of uh, having a relationship with all your players so you, you know, you can get them to play hard for you, you know? And my job is continue to build those relationships with them to be the bridge between the players and the coaches along with, you know, doing everything else under the sun. So it's a different grind. I mean, it's the next, it's literally next to playing. And, but I tell you this, I'm happily retired. I don't, I don't think it's one time I walked in the game. It was like, man, I wish I was out there. Nope. Didn't happen. So I wish I could tell you it did, but it didn't. I was like, man, I don't miss those practices. I don't miss waking up early, getting lift. I'm good. I'm totally good on where I'm at. And, uh, but, you know, I'm happy about being on the sideline and being a voice for those guys and be the whisperer of uh, different, you know, you know, information that they may not get from Coach Forbes in the way they may want it. So I, it gives them another voice to hear the same messages in a different way. So that I, I enjoy that part of it for sure. Now, I will agree with you with that, with that, Joe. I definitely do not miss the, the, the morning workouts and lifting weights and running three-minute runs and time mile. I definitely do not miss none of that. So I, I, I'm oh, with you that for sure. Not at all. Not at all, man. I, and some of these guys – yeah, like, like, you ever looked at the court, like, real stuff? Like, I was in the gym one day in practice, and I was looking at the court, and I'm like, man, this joint is long, bro. Like, how did I run this <laughs> How did I run this joint every day, bro? There's no way, bro. There's no way. But, like, yeah, I don't miss it at all. Not at all. <laughs> Easy, man. <laughs> so, so for you, Joe, man, I mean, obviously we know, you know, the ACC is, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a different beast, man. You got, you know, UNC and Duke, you know, the Louisville of the world, the Syracuse of the world who made the run since we 16. I always wonder, man, just like what, what it was. Because, I mean, we didn't get to – I mean, we played uh, Virginia Tech. We played Miami. Um, in the non-conference last year at Coppin, but yeah, Quinnipiac, we didn't really play too many ACC teams. I was wondering, man, what it was like just being able to play um, in that conference, man. And But for you, you know, what is it like coaching in that league, man, having to prepare scouting reports, man, night in, night out, man? What was that like for you, you know, um, you know, reflecting on your first year in the ACC this year? It was definitely difficult. It was definitely a change. You understand, like, you know, we got out of COVID. I mean, it was a different year for us. We got out of COVID in the like, end of December. First game was, like, end of December. We were in, like, COVID for, like, end of November through all December. Then we had to come out and get right into ACC play. And, it, you know, we played actually well, you know. It was just kind of like, you know, everybody was sitting on the couch for a while and was ready to kind of get up and, you know, get out there and hoop. And then we have Virginia, and then we got, 
and we had like Duke, and then we had VTech. I mean, it was back to back to back to back. There's one thing about being in this league is just no, there's no games off. It's not like you can just wake up and be like, oh, well, this is going to be an easy game. No, no, no. You're going against Sasevsky. You're going against the best coaches. Mike Young does the coach of the year. You're going against the best coaches in the country, and uh, they're going to be ready for you. And they don't feel sorry for you as well, especially if you just got your head kicked in by Leonard Hamilton. Coach K is ready to kick your head in too. You know what I'm saying? So you got to, you know, be mentally preparing, you know, weeks in advance and trying to get these your players, you know, ready and do things in practice that, you know, maybe multiple teams do, different actions and that sort. So it gets, it gets, it gets, it gets uh, difficult, especially when you got a tough, a tough road like road games and, you know, you got to go into, you know, got to go to Duke, you got to go to Florida State, you got to go to Tallahassee, you got to go to, you know what I'm saying, uh, Blacksburg. Like, those type of games are tough, even with no fans. So it was definitely a different grind, but, you know, we were up for it. We had, you know, we, the, we prepared as, the best that we could. And, we, you know, we put our players in the best situation possible to win those games. So it was definitely a different grind, man, than playing because you're thinking about everything possible that could happen and you now have no control over it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can put those guys in the right situation, the right things that that are going to help them to win the game, but you're not actually out there shooting that shot. You're not actually out there making that play. So you just got to just make sure you try to put your players in the best situation possible and just trust your coaching and practice of getting those guys prepared. And that's just kind of, you know, the grind of it, you know, being at this level. For sure, for sure, man. Uh, definitely a, a different beast, man, that ACC, man. Um, but Jermaine, for you, man, I, I wanted to ask you, man, obviously you've been a GA on, on staff with Pat Kelsey for the last two years. Um, being able to win two conference championships, you know, back-to-back in the Big South, obviously the first year you guys weren't able to go dancing um, because of the COVID pandemic. And then this year, you know, you guys get to the tournament and a lot of guys were picking you guys to beat Villanova in that 12-5 game. You know, so for you, um, what have these last two years been like for you being able to, you know, win two conference championships, being able to coach this year in the NCAA tournament, man, and actually have a real chance to advance? Yeah, man, that's a really good question. I think one of the things that I think is um, is is we saw what um, a recipe for winning looks like. I mean, obviously it looks a lot of different ways, and I think – Obviously, you have to have hoopers, right, to win. <laughs> you know, like you gotta have guys. Like that's that's. I think that's the the biggest thing. But um, I think one of the things that that I learned through this year um, was what the power of the brotherhood actually means, um, and that's a bond of brothers who are on and off the court, um, constantly um, loving on each other, constantly holding each other accountable, whatever that looks like during COVID, right? You have these, these situations where you have these kids who are 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, and they want to go party. <laughs> and it's like, you can't. And so it's like, I think I give a big props to the guys um, for really um, being that way, for really um, holding themselves accountable, holding their teammates accountable. Um, and then on the coaching side, um, I think we just had an amazing staff. Again, the power of the brotherhood. Um, that's what we were. Nobody was out trying to get their own, um, any of that. Um, it was just brothers who wanted to win and who loved on each other. And it was, the sa- it was the same thing on both sides that we constantly preached. And we had to live that way as well. Like, we couldn't just share it with the guys and be like, okay, like, no, we, we as coaches were. And, and it was just really good to experience that. Um, Dave Davis, I give props to him because <laughs> he's just a genius. Um, he is, um, he's a genius. He, he has a recipe for, we, we were um, top 10 at old boards this year. Um, and rebounding is huge. Rebounding is huge in college basketball, um, especially getting extra possessions and all of those things. And, and that makes a world of a difference. Um, and then just doing things that guys cannot prepare for, that it's hard to prepare for. When you're trained, when you're a trained killer in your system, when you're a trained killer in going to the boards, running as fast as you can down the court, no one can stop you, <laughs> literally. And, like, how do you prepare for that? Like, you can't. Like, you can, you can try. You can, you can try. <laughs> but when you're a trained killer in that, it's so hard. And I think uh, Dave Davis brought that specialty um, from the D2 level, and, and he was top, top 10 in scoring every year in D2, top 10 in O boards every year. Um, and so I thought – and. and 
again, we saw the recipe for what winning looked like. Um, and I think it was an amazing thing to see again because it was all powered and all backed up by um, a brotherhood, a bond um, that's going to, one, last forever, and two, um, that's going to allow us to stick together in the toughest times, right, when we are down 10 with three minutes to go. And it's like, stay together, <laughs> stay together, stay together. Next war, next war, next war, stay together. And so all those things all combine to make this, um, this winning culture. And, and, it, and, and it was just, and it was just amazing to be a part of. And it was amazing for me to be able, like Joe was talking about, like be that ear, be that voice um, to guys uh, when they're mad or angry or, or pissed off or whatever it is, or they don't understand something. It's how do you uh, bring them aside and talk to them? Because not all the time can the head or the others, whatever it is, that they have time to like, and that's why that's where we come into play where, again, the locker room, it's like, how do we get a feel for the locker room and how it is and a halftime and this and that. Um, and so many just different aspects on, on my end, again, especially being young, um, being able to, again, be that bridge um, that, that, uh, that helps, one, the coaches get to better understand the players and the players better understand the coaches. So... Now, Jermaine, a question for you as well. I mean, um, just speaking to you over the past, you know, month or so, I mean, you had a bit of a, de a decision to make um, earlier in your coaching career. I mean, you know, with the opportunity that presented itself at Western Carolina um, with Coach Justin Gray, who was with you at Winthrop, and then also obviously with Pat Kelsey over at College of Charleston. I mean, you know, it's, it's not often that coaches get, you know, these the, the decisions, the choices to, uh, to have to arise this early in their career. Obviously, Joe, you know, his decision was kind of easy for him with Coach Ford, but you had to, you know, make a, a decision, you know, rather early in your coaching career. I mean, what was that like for you just kind of, you know, navigating that process this early and trying to figure out which opportunity would be best for you? Yeah. Um, I think, one, I think um, – both of those guys, both Justin Gray is literally a, uh, a bigger brother to me. And he's, he was the guy that helped me a lot. Uh, I would sit in his office and we just chop it up. I would talk hoop, talk family, talk all this stuff. Um, and again, we have that brotherhood, right? Like with PK and Gray and all that, like coach Gray, Co coach Kelsey, coach Gray. And so, you know, like he got the job and, and it was, um, and Gray actually, um, hit me and was just like, yo, like, I want you on my staff, you know, like, you know, see how valuable are and this and that. And, you know, I was all for it. And I told Gray, I was like, yo, like, you know, like, thank, like the opportunity, like you were the first person to kind of like give me that opportunity. And it's not that, it's not that PK hadn't, it was just, there was so much things going on and, and trying to figure all these things out. So there was no, like, I was just chilling, you know, I was just working guys out. I was just doing what I was doing. And so when Greg gave me the opportunity, uh, man, I was just like, I was ecstatic, man. I was just like, whatever that looks like, man, I'm, I'm rocking with you. Um, and, you know, and I, and I wanted to be loyal to him. And so, um, and so, yeah. And so I really wasn't worried about money because it was going to be <laughs> more money than I would have made as a GA. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I ain't tripping. Like, whatever I got to do, I've been living like a college student forever. Like, I can, I can keep doing it. And that's how I knew that, like, I, rock, I love this game is when I can do things like that and not really care about the money like that early on in my career to be like, nah, like, I don't care where I'm at. Like, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to coach. Like, that's it. Um, but, but with that being said, um, after that happened, after he offered me that position, told me that I wanted you on my staff as basically like player development or whatever it is. Um, Coach Kelsey's assistant, Coach Coleman, Brian Coleman, hit me and um, he offered me the video coordinator job. And it's not me being too much or too thinking I'm too high, too high for a video coordinator. It was like, no, nah, I just don't want that to be my route. I could care less if I went. Division one, one to stay in Division one. Like I'm just gonna work my way back up until that point. And so I was gonna go the JUCO route and this and that, or I was gonna go, I was gonna do um, great. So it didn't matter. Like I just didn't want to be a video coordinator. And so they understood that, <laughs> and they understood that what my strengths and my weaknesses were. And so they want, they wanted to use me in the best way possible that they could use me. And the same thing with Gray. Gray was like, I'm not gonna put you at no dobo. Like, that's not what you're, that's not your thing. Like, or a video coordinator, like, you're not going to touch that. Like, 
Uh, I want you, um, hopefully I can get you on the floor with the guys, whatever, with compliance and this and that. And so um, fast forward, um, the video coordinator job, um, um, yeah, so I said, I, I was like, nah, like I'm good. Like I'm rocking with Gray and things like that. And so <laughs> Cloman's like, man, you crazy. <laughs> I like, bruh, I'll be all right. Like, I'll be okay, bro. Like, he's like, you in Charleston, this is that. I'm like, bro, I was in Iowa for a year. I'll be okay. <laughs> like, I was, I can go anywhere I want now. <laughs> like, legit, like, I can go anywhere I want and be good. And so, uh, so he was like, man, let me call you back. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, bro. So he called me back. And he was like, man, you ain't gonna believe it. I was like, bro, what you talking about? <laughs> I was like, I thought he was going to say something. I don't know what he's going to say. He's like, man, we, we were able to work it out um, with getting, with hiring GAs to, to, um, to do basically the video coordinator stuff and allowing you to get into that space of like being an assistant and moving uh, one of our assistants to a special assistant to the head coach and, um, and moving me up. And so I was like, what? I was confused. Like, again, it was like confused. Um, and, and yeah, and so like, and so that was kind of like the process that what happened. And then I hit gray. I told gray, I was like, man, like what, 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 what I like, you know, like this opportunity and gray was like, man, what, whatever best for you, like, that's what I'm going with. Like do what's best for you. And that's why I walk with gray so much because that's what he's on. He was like, whatever's best for you. And that's, what's best for you. And so I'm not going to take that away from you. Like we all brothers, we all know, like, I got you back, but I want you, I still want you though, <laughs> but like do what's best for you. <laughs> and so, and that's why I love Gray was, he was like, man, like that's a, that's an amazing opportunity for you early on in your career. And so I took it, man. And he supported me through it. So one thing I wanted to ask you guys, man, obviously, you know, you guys are two, you know, two young guys, you know, both, um, have you know gotten into coaching man at, at a young age, man? Um, and you guys are both you know working for two you know very very successful coaches, man. Obviously Joe and, and Steve Forbes and uh, Jermaine and Pat Kelsey, man. So I mean, we'll we'll start with Joe, man, and then we'll go to Jermaine. But what has it been like, man, being able to get your coaching career started? You know, with uh, well for you, Joe, what has it been like, you know, for you, man, being able to start your career, you know, coaching under Coach Forbes, um, obviously in the ACC, man. What what has that whole experience been like for you? It's been good, man, and um, I'm blessed. I'm super, 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 super blessed, man. And uh, Coach Forbes is such a great, like, personality, and he has taught me so much to this day, you know, playing for him and, you know, now seeing how he treats his players on the other side of it, behind closed doors. And, like, it's it's, it's a pleasure to be a part of somebody, a part of staff that, that you know, and, and uh, under him, and believe in the same thing I do and the reasons why I got into the business. And, and it's crazy because how he really treats, you know, his staff as well. Like, you know, you hear stories of all the coaches and whatever, but Coach Forbes treats his staff like, you know, like very, very well. And um, I'm, I'm happy to come to – wake up every day and come to work. And uh, just one of the biggest things he has taught me is just truly the relationships and never burn a bridge because you'll never know when you're going to go back over that bridge. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things about, you know, this job that's a little sketchy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, dealing with kids that sometimes don't want your help, don't want your, you know, your, your opinion. And just to kind of maneuver around that and know that you don't build a relationship with those kids and build a relationship with their families and recruiting and, you know, being here with them every single day, it's going to be very hard for you to then get those guys to give them 110% on the court. And that's something that, you know, I realized when I was playing for them that I could, you know, you can, you know, get on my butt and, and, like, and like literally just, you know, just unleash on me in practice. You know what I'm saying? And then five minutes later we get out of practice, it's like nothing even happened. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a skill to have, like – Sometimes there's it's not like that. It's like that lingers on forever. And then you can never really have that, you know, player relationship with your head coach. Everybody, you know, either has one assistant that they rock with on the staff. We're all players. We already had that one assistant, like, and that's my guy. But for it to be a head coach that you like, man, that's my dude, and we'll rock with him, that's a whole different thing. So because he's the one that is calling the shots and you getting in the court and getting off the court. You know what I'm saying? So 
to have that relationship with them, to see all the players that we had had that relationship with them and see why and, and know how he speaks about those players and how he cares about them more than basketball. That's, that's one of the biggest things that I would take from him, you know, going forward in my coaching career is just, like, relationships are so important for you to run a program and to you to get the best out of your players. So that's one of his best attributes as a coach, and he does a phenomenal, phenomenal job of that as well with his staff. Now I wanna um, I wanna ask that question to, to you too, Jermaine. Um, kind of the same thing, man. What has it been like for you, you know, working under Coach Pat Kelsey um, for these last two years, and then now being able to work under him for a third year as a um, you know as a coach on his staff? Yeah, man, it's been it's been a it's been a joy. Uh, I say it's been a joy because, um, like, basically the same thing that <laughs> the same thing that Joe says. I mean, uh, it's like. One, you, like, you have to have a support staff uh, that also um, can be, what's the word, can be very, uh, just knows how to build rapport. Again, the same thing, like, with players, with other people around um, Winthrop or athletics or whatever it is. Um, and that's what we're about. Um, and then with PK, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> He calls me his mentor. I'm like, PK, relax. <laughs> like, you know, like, because, you know, like, with the whole faith stuff and things like that. But, like, he just, like, he trusts me, you know? Like, he trusts to know that, like, yo, like, that one, that what I have or what God has really put in me uh, to use for these kids is, like, is valuable. And, like, when you have somebody who can, like, value you like that and see that, um, it makes all the difference and it makes you want to, and it just makes you want to even just go harder. You know, when you see someone who sees you um, for that. And so like, and so I think that's just a big thing is that, is that he is able to uh, get past all that and see those things. And, and not just in me, but a lot of these guys, he's good at describing each player, not even just as a hooper, but like as just who they are. And again, that takes time, right? Spending time with somebody, you're not going to get to know your girl by just freaking, just, oh yeah, like, hey, what's up? Like, nah, it's like, you're going to have to take time with her and talk and talk with her and, 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 and all of these things. And it's the same thing that, um, that he does with his staff um, and that his staff does as well. And, that, and that's why, um, and that's why it's a joy to get up every morning and to do what we do. Um, and, and that's the thing is like, <laughs> there's no amount of money in terms of like, yo, with these guys, like that makes you want to like get up and leave because of that's how, that's how, obviously that's the business, right? It's like you have a family and this and that, but like, when you think about situations, like, nah, man, I'm happy. Like I've talked to different coaches and I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. It's because of the guys that I'm around every single day. Um, the, the, the ability to coach at a very high level every single day, that's the standard. We have a standard with PK, like, and because I know that standard from playing for him and then coaching under him, like, it's it's so much easier to speak about it and to explain it to somebody without them understanding, like, with like without them like really getting it. It's like, no, 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 like, this is what it is, and I understand where you're at. I understand you're frustrated with these guys, like, but listen. And Joe, me and Joe talked about that as well. It's like. It's that. It's just like being able to like learn how to do that, like, and and oh, that only comes with experience. That only comes with being under somebody, playing under somebody, and then coaching under somebody. They're two di totally different things. When you're able to play under somebody, like coaching again, it's a different. Like like Joe was saying, it's a different grind. It's a mental grind. Like but when you're able to understand, like, no, this is how he is. This is what you're gonna get every single day, um, and then constantly relaying that uh, to the players, uh, and it just, again, it makes things go a lot smoother. Now, you know, obviously both of you guys um, have gotten to where you are in your profession because of the type of people that you are and the type of character that you guys have, and it it, it definitely, um, you know, somebody, it, it bleeds off the screen um, when you listen to you guys talking one year around you guys. Definitely want to commend you guys on that. I mean, uh, it, 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 it's, it's the reason why you guys are able to do what you guys do, and 
uh, and the reason why you guys are where you guys are, are today. Um, but for Joe, man, I want to ask you a question, man. I mean, you, you talked earlier today um, about this mindset when you got to ETSU about this 10-month business trip. Um, and, and, I, and I listened to a podcast you did earlier in the year, um, and you were talking about how when you got to junior college, you didn't unpack. Um, you didn't unpack your stuff because you, you knew that it would be a temporary you know, thing. You weren't going to be there for a long time. You were, you were coming to accomplish something, and you were going to get out the door. Um, obviously, as a coach, you know, you can't necessarily have that mindset because if you're always looking for the next step, if you're always looking for the next job, you know, then you're not going to be able to be present and do a good job where you're at. And what you guys talked about, you know, being being present where you are and, you know, enjoying the, the, the people that you're around. So I don't want it to be a, be a repetitive type of question, but, I mean, what's the difference in the mindset now? Um, whereas, you know, at ETSU or at JUCO, it was, a, you know, I have one goal. I'm, get, I'm coming here to get what I want to get and get out. And then now you're, you're in a place where you know, you're fortunate to be at Wake Forest. You're already in the ACC, you know. I mean, just talk to me about the shift in the mindset um, from the player um, to the coach. And, and what is what have you noticed, I guess, as far as the, the specific changes that you that you have to make um, as a coach? Uh, the mindset has changed because at JUCO, I knew the blueprint. You know what I'm saying? Of you know, it's been done before. You know, kind of get you know get get in JUCO one year, one out, get Division One. And uh, you know, when I was at East Tennessee State, the blueprint was, man, I got to get my master's degree and uh, you know, win a championship. Now here, as a you know, as a coach here in the ACC, I got a lot to learn, man. You know, I thought I had to figure it out when I was in, in school and and things of that sort, but. There's a lot of things I don't know. There's a lot of coaches I know to this day that still is getting better and learning things as a coach. So you got to humble yourself a little bit and realize that you don't have all the answers. You don't know everything that's going on. And sit back and listen and, and just be a sponge. So my goal is to just allow God to just leave me wherever he thinks that, wherever he knows that I need to be. And, um, you know, right now he says, Joe, just, you know, stay still. And that's what I'm doing. And then the mindset is just to, you know, enjoy every day like it's your last, you know, and then enjoy every situation and learn from it. And those are the type of things that I, my mindset is now is just every day learn something different. You know, every day, you know, do something out your comfort zone. You know, to continue to push the needle for yourself as a young coach in this business. So my mindset is just that, is just to learn and to be still. And uh, it's a big time difference. Uh, undergrad and or a graduate student still playing like like it's a whole different mindset it's a whole different you know realm that I'm, I'm in right now so it's like I gotta learn about a lot of things right now before I even make even think about it in my mind about making another decision first I gotta understand the, the situation I'm in now you know what I'm saying before I can then even think about making other decisions so that's just kind of where my mindset is and just so super humble you know, to be able to be here. You know, sometimes I literally wake up some days and be like, man, I'm really coaching in the ACC. It still is, like, unbelievable for me. You know, to Crazy. think that like, two years from now, it's literally nuts. Like, two years from now, you would think, like, man, like, wow. Like, it's crazy, like, to wake up in North Carolina some days and be like, wow, man, I'm so blessed. So just my mind is still. And that's just kind of my mindset right now, just to be still and just to be a sponge right now. That's kind of where I'm at. And Jermaine, if you had anything that, that you wanted to piggyback uh, off of that, or, I mean, I also wanted to kind of ask you, um, you know, how has your role changed from being a GA um, to now, obviously, your role at College of Charleston? And were there discussions about, I mean, obviously, the big thing is the recruiting. I mean, me and you had conversations about recruiting the past couple of weeks, but, I mean, what, what, is, what has been the difference between, between you know, your, your role at, at Winthrop and your role at College of Charleston? And what have been the discussions as far as what your role will be now? Obviously, you know, we know in, in, in college coaches, Staff usually there's a, oh, you're a recruiter and you're a workout guy and you're an X's and O's guy. And, you know, I mean, what, what are the discussions have been like, you know, for you as far as your, your new role um, at Cosmic Charleston? Yeah, uh, I think the first thing was when you said the difference, like, uh, again, recruiting. <laughs> like, like that's, that, that, that's it. Like, you're on the phone. I have I have a really good uh, mentor. I call him Coach Coleman, uh, Brian Coleman. He's like he's a dog. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you're a different beast. Like, and he he tells me it's like, yo, like 
he's basically just been throwing me in the fire. Like, he's been like, the first, I think the first day I got there, he was like, I'm going to sit down right here and we're going to call the crew. I was like, what the freak? I was like, wait, what? He was like, let's go. And I was like, I bet, let's get it. You know, like, and, and again, like, he's been sharing with me a lot, just different gems. And like, again, are there different ways to like go about like recruiting and things like that? Like, yeah, like who to hit first, who, all these things. But I think the biggest thing was like, just constantly building like relationships with AAU coaches, uh, with JUCO, with other, uh, with other co- uh, college coaches. He says 20 calls a day. 20 calls a day? <laughs> like, he's like, you need a list of 20 calls a day. Wait, hold on. I'm yes, yes, very, very, very true. Very true, very true. I'm like, I'm gonna pause y'all for, I'm gonna pause you for one second, Jermaine, and you can get right back to your, um, to your, to your spiel, because yes. I'm gonna know, man. Like, you know, I'm not gonna go too in depth into what I had to go through, you know, as an interest pursuing Up Five Fraternally Incorporated, but I just want y'all to know, 20 phone calls a day is nothing. And <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 2017 when I was on the phone for hours. <laughs> oh man, I don't want to hear any of you coaches complaining about making 20 phone calls. I was making a lot more. Hey, I wasn't complaining. I'm just like. Hey, I thought like what? Like 20 calls a day. Hey, nah, forget that. 20 phone calls a day is a lot. And Drew, you know how I told you. Hey, hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, uh, hey, Drew, sometimes it's more than that, man. Like, you calling so many people, you don't even realize sometimes, like, yo, it's just, I've been on the phone for three hours straight, bro. Straight. <laughs> but I've been going down my call log like that. Like, my texting too. I'll be like, dang. So I was like, wait, I thought phone? I texted my mom a couple minutes ago, but jeez. You guys are calling people who you want to speak to and you want to bring to your program. I was calling folks who I didn't want to talk to and didn't want to talk to me. Man, <laughs> I, I told you, I told you back then you were bugging. 20 phone calls a day, that, that's, that's too much for me, but you know what I'm saying? People always ask, Ace, why didn't you play? That's why I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. A lot to you now. A lot to you now. I was at, I was in Putnam two days ago. They're like, yeah, man, you your thing about coaching, man. Like, like you all got, if you want to coach, you would spot here at Public Science Academy, you can come back. I'm, like, I'm not coaching, coach. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna be talking to AU coaches about take this kid, talking to kids' parents about why am I kid not the kid sucks. That's why your kid not playing. I'm not talking to coach. Those are thousand jump shots. Come talk to me. I said, obviously your temperament's not there. I can see that. I can definitely yeah. see that. Yeah. <laughs> <Dang it, I'm laughs> I, I cut Jermaine off in the middle of, of, of his spiel, man. So I'm gonna let you get back there. But you know, you <laughs> 20 calls, man. Don't complain. All right? you, you nah, I'm not complaining. I just was like, it's like that. All right, like, you know, let's get it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man. I mean. I think that's been the biggest thing. I think my, my role um, is the guys, the guys, the guys. And that's what we're about. Um, they need gear, throw, give it all. Like, whatever they need, give it to them. Like, food, y'all need, like, what? <laughs> like, we need to go ahead. Like, and it's like, that. that's how, that's literally how we move. Like, um, so, and again, that's PK. That's Coach Kelsey, like, being, like, the guys, the guys, the guys. So he knows and sees um, how how well I am with them. And it, and it's not because, oh, I have – it's because I know how to meet them in that space because I was there, right? I know how to be – I was a gym rat, so I know how to meet a gym rat where they're at, <laughs> you know? Like, I know that they were, like – so it's like when you have that, like, it's like, okay, like, all it is about really just being empathetic and just, like, knowing, like, okay, like, how to – so that's my role is, like, the guy – obviously recruiting, um, but the guys, the guys, being on the court with them, being off the court with them, watching film with them and all those things. I couldn't really do that as much uh, – Not I couldn't really, like, watch film with them, um, with with them as a GA, but now I can. Man, you cut out a little bit just now. Um, I mean, Joe, is there anything that you wanted to pee back on top of that about, you know, I guess. So, um, even after I had that period of time where working guys out, that's what, like, I was, I was, wow, I get to get up. You said what? Right, what did you say, uh, dude? Go ahead, go ahead, keep going. 
Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I was like, man, I get to get up and just like, just work guys out and just like, that's it. And so now, now I'm getting paid to do it. Like getting paid to, to be with the guys and, and make recruiting calls and, 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 I, and, and watch film on dudes and things like that. And, it's, and even when I'm like, obviously it's, it's, there's no, like, you don't clock in and clock out, you know, it's all throughout the day. Um, but even when I found myself, like, even just at home, like when I'm at home, when I'm well, right now, I'm in a hotel, um, just at the hotel, like I went on my laptop and it's just like, man, like it's not work. Like just to like, just to like look dudes up and like just watch film on guys and things like that. Like, I was like, man, like, what like and I just remember last year being like there are times obviously where there's times where you get tired you're like ah man we've been in this gym for a minute but I'd rather be tired in a gym than in a in in a business in an office I'd 100% out of 100% rather be just like because it's just what I love to do maybe lost Jermaine right there I think he's uh might have cut off there a little bit Um, yeah it kicked me out you're good. Joe, if there's anything that you want to add now, I don't know, piggyback off, you know, feel free. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with him, man. At the same time, I'm a different role than it would be in a G8. Like, you know, I kind of do everything under the sun. So, for me, you know, you know, I you know what I'm allowed to recruit. I recruit, I make phone calls, uh, you know, watching kids, you know, and things of that sort. So, like, when he said it's an everyday thing, it's an all-day thing. It's not – you don't ever clock out. There's no clock in, clock It's literally all day long. You know, you get phone calls from the most randomest people, like people that you don't even know have connection with each other. That's one thing that, you know, you realize on this side is, like, you may not even know who you're talking to. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be careful. You got to make sure, you know, you cross your teeth and down your eyes because everybody knows everybody. You know how it is in the DMV. I mean, you know one player, you know everybody. I mean, you may not even ever talk to that person before, but you know them of some type of way. That's just kind of how it is in the coaching world. So I get what he's talking about, just kind of being in the gym with those guys, building a relationship with those guys, along with recruiting, along with being a director of operations, you know, and having, you know, to do the day-to-day stuff as well. But I can't wait to Jermaine. I know he's been a part of it and done it, you know, on the GA side. But, you know, now, you know, you're heading to scout, man. I can't wait to, you know, to hear those stories of how how you, you know, get your own type of flow with that. I mean, I can't wait to hear that just to see how you go about it, like breaking that film down, you know, presenting it to the team and kind of just getting those guys in the same direction. Like, I'm going to be very curious to see how, you you know, you go through that because that's the definitely – a, a difference than being a GA and not being an assistant is to like you're a scout now, bro. You gotta actually present the scout now. You know, like that's a lot of film, that's a lot of different type of vibes. So I'm definitely, you know, interested to see, you know, how you go about that for sure. Yeah, man, I think the thing that I was that I did as a GA, I think my second year as a GA was like, man, like I'm gonna be an assistant. So I need to do assistant things now, <laughs> like just work at this stuff now. So like I, uh, one of the things that I did was, um, was I got with Coleman, our defensive coach. And I just literally, we just basically do that. Like, obviously I wasn't like orchestrating the scout, but I remember I was like, I want to take it upon myself to build a scouting report <laughs> and be able to know when the game comes, everything, their dots, what they're good at, what they're not good at, all these things, their percentages, this, that. And so, again, because I was involved with – because I was basically like his defensive assistant, <laughs> uh, his defensive his assistant defensive coordinator, um, I had to like – like there was kind of like, wait, because now I'm like, okay, if I want to say something in walkthrough, I got to know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I can't just spit something. Right. Right. You can't you know? just talk. You can't just talk out your ass. You know what no, I'm saying? No, you can't. Because at the end of the day, they going to check you and be like, well, you said this. Or then, you know, like, you know, kids, you know, and, and players, they're looking for an excuse. They're looking for a reason to say you're wrong. They're looking for a reason to not do the hard things. So if you're yeah. out there talking out your ass and, and then be like, oh, well, you know, this is that. And then everybody looking at you like, no, it's not. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to be in that position, so I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and so I was just like, and there were times where, like, shoot, like, 
like it would be like I have to do what I need to do as a GA, whatever that was, picking guys up, whatever it was. And so I get back and I'm like trying to, I'm literally trying to like before we go out on the court and walk towards coaches, trying to watch like different sets and different actions and what they're doing so that when I get out there, like I have a feel one so that I know what they're running and I can run it myself. And two, when we're on the bench, it just becomes a lot easier for me to see and a lot easier for me to, yeah, it's just like, just to get a better feel. So I took that upon myself. And obviously, like, I tried to do almost every scout. And that was hard. I was like, all right. Yeah. Like, obviously, every scout is your scout. Like, you have every scout, literally. Like, because you got to know. Like, and that was one thing I did learn was, like, basically, every scout is your scout. And, like, I know each team is, like, each, each coach is assigned to different, uh, to different teams and different games or whatever it is. But, like, in actuality, and obviously you have to get ready for your next one. But in actuality, you got to know the one that is not your – like, it's not specifically yours, too. Like, <laughs> like in order to, like, to know these things. And so, like, that was another thing was, like, that was the, the thing where I was like, man, this is going to be a grind. But, like, I can do it. Like, and if, if I can do it by myself and push myself to do it by myself, then I'll be able to, then I think I'll be, I'll be okay. I'll, I think I'm going to be all right. Like, like as an assistant, wherever. And so I think that was one of the things that I kind of like took upon myself that obviously it wasn't always hundred percent perfect, but I think it was intentional. And I think it was like, nah, like this is what it has to be. And so I always got with the. He's in the boonies, he's in the boonies again. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and let both of y'all know this now, man. Last year was a COVID year. Hopefully this year, you know what I'm saying? We get on the road and since Jermaine's talking about some, oh, the players need gear. I need I'm gonna be coming to y'all schools. I'm gonna come to Wake Forest. <laughs> I'm gonna come to Charleston. Y'all better have a full time ready for me. I'm pulling up. You know <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, you you already know, man. All you gotta tell you, yeah, Joe, I'm 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 in Winston. You already know the vibe, dog. You ain't gotta say nothing. I'm gonna have a whole duffel bag ready for you. Hey, man, say no more, man. I'm going to come up there and see it practice. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting yeah. We're going to have ourselves a little day. You know what I'm saying? Come, yeah, come man, yeah, no doubt. We have, we have open practices. We have phenomenal facility, like next to next level facility. That like, has to be top 15 in the country. No doubt. I'm not. Hey, Drew, hey, Drew, hey, Drew, hey, 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 Seconds in, dog. Hey, yo, Wake Forest is a phenomenal campus. It's a phenomenal city, man. I mean, you know, pull up. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Look, you, you, you got these guys learning, man. Coaching, man. The question is going to be, man, can they close? And he's like, you know, can these guys close the deal, man? Like, that's going to be the make or break. Right. You know what I'm yeah, you know, yeah, bro. Coaches is, is like a little, it's like a Juco car salesman. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to be. Or, or go all the time selling these people that don't even want it yet. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know who's going to see this, but Wake Forest is a phenomenal campus. It's great. You will love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, man, like, I definitely do want to switch gears a little bit, man, because, you know, we we got four MoCo guys on here, man, so it would be a disservice if we didn't talk some, some MoCo hoops, man. But, you know, for you, Joe, man, I, I kind of want to reflect back on them, you know, Springbrook Magruder rivalries, man. I mean, like we mentioned earlier in the pod, you know, when I was a starter on varsity, we never lost to Magruder. You know, my, my freshman and sophomore year, I believe we lost to you guys, you know, but I didn't have a role in those games. You know what I'm saying? I was I was watching the big homies, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just thinking, man, back on them days, man, you know, when you were a freshman and a sophomore, man, you guys had, you know, uh, Nick Griffin and J.J. Epps, man. And, you know, I played against, you know, Garland Owens and all those guys, man. I mean, those Springbrook Magruder rivalries were something else, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, those games were – those were the games I always look forward to, man. Like going to Magruder and playing. You know, even here, man, I still got the picture on my Instagram, man, from when we upset Magruder my my junior year, man. Washington Post was there, man. But you know, for you, man, like what was those Springbrook Magruder games like for you, man, back back in high school? They were big, man. Like those are those are big time games for sure. Like for me, like it's crazy because I wasn't a starter on varsity, you know, when I was young, like. When I was in ninth grade, I was the 15th man on JV. Like, I was terrible. I, I started playing baseball. Like, I wasn't a good basketball player. And then I literally got injured running and chewing gum. Like, literally on the court. I was running back on the JV game. We were getting blown out by, like, 50. And I was running back on the JV game. And I just ran a, a weird way and, like, hyper in my knee and broke my kneecap. Literally, like, my freshman year. 
Wow. Like, I was not a good basketball player. And then, like, after that happened, you know, you know, I decided to take it seriously. Like, man, like, I could be a good basketball player. Like, I can be good. Like, I want to be good. So, literally, in the summer, I just grinded. Like, all summer, I grinded, 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 and grinded. And 6 o'clock workouts, all that. So, I went from six-man on JV, broken kneecap, to, like, freaking starter in the state championship game at, you know, against Eleanor Roosevelt the next year. So, like, I literally made a huge jump. Funny, this springboard thing, though, because Coach Harwood, like, you know, the legendary coach, Coach Harwood, 10th, 10th grade year, right? I'm on varsity. You know, I grinded my way to varsity or whatever. In the middle of, like, the, 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 like I think, like, two weeks before, like, two weeks before the season started, I think we, we scrimmaged Paul to six. And I'm thinking I'm the man. They got 10. Hey, they got Nick, got Justin Whitmore, all those guys. Coach Harwood embarrasses me in practice. And like, I walk into practice. Um, for, he talked to us in a circle and says, blah, blah, blah. All right, let's go. Our shooting drill start. My first shot was an air ball. He stopped practice, pointed me out, and said, get out. Get out the gym. You're Go to JV. So JV was practicing that time. He kicked me out of practice and sent me to JV for the entire year for that air ball. That's serious. This is a true story. Like, and I was heated. I was embarrassed. Like, I played on JV all, like, all 10th grade year until the end of the year. You know how JV ends before varsity. Kicked me out and said, you're in JV. You think you're tough. You think you're good. You're not. You're trash. We don't need you. And literally sent me to JV. And then my best game was against uh, varsity. I mean, JV Springbrook. I dropped 42 points at Springbrook and was like, Coach Harwood, suck it. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, 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 Bro, Go look I it up. I still got the joint. Wait, Bro, I got the receipt. I got the receipt. <laughs> you say again? Yo. I don't know. Hey, do y'all hear Jermaine? I can't hear him. Yo, know, poor Jermaine can't even defend himself. He's somewhere in the middle of East. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jermaine, was you on that team? Was Jermaine on that team? Oh, boy. Oh, but, hey, Jermaine, bro, I hope we got the – hey, Jermaine, bro, hold on. Are you let, serious? Let, 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 oh, hold on. Let, let's, let's, let's stop real quick. <laughs> Jermaine, I hope you remember that your, your shot is still tattooed on the backboard at Magruder because I definitely still got that picture if you want to put that up. <laughs> he called my shot. He did. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, that joint still tattooed on the, wait, on, on the glass right now. Wait, did, did, wait, wait, wait. Did we lose? Did we, did we lose y'all? Nah, nah, you guys didn't. Y'all won that game. Y'all won that game. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You try to bang, you try to bang on me, bro. And I said, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. We're not about to slide by this. Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We're not about to slide by this, Jermaine. Jermaine, you were sophomore the same year Joe was sophomore. And yes. I gave you guys, you know what? I gave you guys so many buckets. Your coach came to me after the game and said, Man, I don't know how they, I don't know how we, we, didn't, we missed out on you. We were trying to get you to Springbrook. Yeah. Okay. Bro, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah, you, have, 40? You, have, do you have film? Do you have, do you have a video? Bro, do just look it up, bro. Hey, I bro, need a CD, I gave bro. You, I gave you so, <laughs> got the dude name. Oh, I forgot his name. Oh, I forgot his oh, name. Oh, Amber. Tell my Amber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. They still yeah, lost, yeah, though. Y'all remember. Y'all I went bananas on y'all. Y'all was my <laughs> Yeah, he gave Aaron Burton 40. I remember. Yeah, oh! yeah. Went, went crazy. Went crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. Yeah, you was about Y'all was about Chicago. Yo, Varsity came in that joint, bro, was like, yo, what is, what, is that the real number? Like, you know how they, you know, at Springbrook, 
they put how many points you have, you know what I'm saying, on the on the scoreboard. Yeah. Everybody was like, yo, what? That has to be a yeah, typo. I remember that. I remember that. I remember. That's crazy. <laughs> you did catch my shot, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. 100%. I still got that picture. Wow. Let me see. Let me check it out. This something else. Oh, that's funny. Hey, yo, that should be. You know, when you post this joint, that should be the. Uh, that should be the the, the, the cover page. Anyway. 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 Say Moco reunion, yeah, bro. On that backboard. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. I, there's a there's a there's an article I'm gonna send to y'all. I think I see it. Oh, he has forty, bro. What I can't. I'll be damned if somebody give me 40 in MoCo. I'll be damned, bro. I'll be damned, bro. <laughs> Man, hey, bro, I was wilding that game. I'm not even going to cap to you, bro. I was wilding. Yeah, he was killing I was, mad, I was on JV, bro. I was on JV for my whole 10th grade year because I airballed at one shot in practice. He sent me right down to JV, bro. So Jermaine, man, why don't you take on that matchup? Like, why don't you tell Aaron Burr? Watch out! Like, I'm, a, I'm saying, like, bro, like, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, what was going on? Like, how did I not like? Who else, did, Joe? Who else did y'all have that was nice? Uh, we had Derek and Coco. You remember Derek? And Coco? Yeah, I remember Derek. But like, who else? Like uh, that I was guarding. We had on that team. Uh, uh, you were probably even guarding my boy Dan Bowler. He's a uh, big six ten, like white uh, white boy. Um, he was pretty. He was decent. And then we had Danny Share. I don't know if you remember him, but yeah, like we had we had a couple we had a couple dudes that they weren't. You know, we were stacked. Magruder was stacked. So like a lot of guys on JV could have played varsity, but you know there was no room for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now I remember. I remember uh, when we played Blake. Our junior year, and Monte was going fed on us. Oh yeah, Devonte uh, man, oh, that was way, way, Monte way. Yo, this is what I'm thinking about. Like, like Moco basketball was so elite, bro. And like, bro. oh my goodness, it was so <laughs> lit, bro. Those games were so lit. Listen, bro, people don't understand, bro. Like, you had you had us four on this call. Everybody, me, Drew, Main, all went D1. After you went D1, Nick Griffin D1, Garland Owen went to the ACC. Then you had people that like, bro, little um. What's buddy from uh, what's the white boy playing at Clarksburg? Andrew Kostekin was at Loyola going. Yeah, that dude, that dude was a problem. Bro, it was killing. I was putting. Then you had obviously Anthony Tark. We know he's killing now, bro. You had Demond saying went to Indiana State. Donovan went to um. Who was that? What he went to? What did he go, did he go to I'm Winter? Or he went to Winter. Nah, 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 nah. He ain't gonna Winter. Arkansas Monroe. Arkansas Monroe. Arkansas Monroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arkansas Monroe. Yeah, yeah, he Bro, it was so much talent in the county, bro. Anthony DeRuji, obviously now he, he ain't play. Well, he played at Northwest for like a half a second, and then he went to uh to go play private school and everything. But I mean, at St. Andrews, he played at St. Andrews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact, man. I mean, he was people in the county, bro. Our, our years, bro. Like them, the county, it was bumping the county, bro. Oh, like, you remember we used to pull? Did you guys used to pull up to those like those like uh, midnight midnight runs? Nah, what was that? that? Yeah, yeah you, I pulled up. Yeah, yeah, you pulled up to the – it was like midnight runs. Like, it was like we – That day was lit. Like, 12 at night to like 4 o'clock in the morning type vibes. Like, that joint was crazy. And when you talk to Donovan, though, uh, I remind him how I put him in the basket in one of them joints, though. Literally, I come off the joint and literally tie my shoes, get on the floor, next play, drop step on the, uh, on the, on the baseline. And yeah, I remember, the, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, he pushed off. Oh, 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 that was bad. Oh, 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 that was bad. Oh, hey, them joints was teed, though. Hey, them joints was teed. But we had everybody in the cut. You had Kevin Halston that played at Alabama State. You know what I'm saying? That play that, that used to pull up to them joints like that. Those runs was crazy. Yeah, them joints was lit. I see why I didn't invite me because y'all I, I would have came in there. Bro, and you were invited, bro. You would have just been, been jacking. <laughs> 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 baskets, baskets. Baskets. I'd be like, nah, I don't want them on my team. Roll kill. <laughs> he said, I don't want them on my team at all. <laughs> they, they didn't invite us. They knew what was going to happen. You came in that. They knew what time was with us, bro. They knew what time was with us in there, bro. Hey, it's it's cool, though, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we, we don't get together 
one of these summers, Joe. I know you said something you retired now. We're going to run some two, some three. Hey, yo, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, yo, I stay in shape. I'm still in great shape, man. So, yeah. you know, whatever. I, you know, I don't lose my game. Your game ain't going nowhere. So, yeah. you know, yeah. when y'all, y'all trying to get, get some buckets, man. Don't, don't do that. Know, I, I'm going to go away. Don't. Don't. Listen, hey, Jermaine, <laughs> you, look, your signal got messed up. I told Joe I'm pulling up. I'm going to do a little tour, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm coming to Wake Forest. Then I'm going to head down to Charlotte, South Carolina, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do a little tour, you know what I'm saying? So we can make this <laughs> Yeah, it's not far oh, from each man. other. It's like literally about three and a half hours from each other. So you can go to uh, you can go to you can go to South Carolina, then you know work your way up to Winston, then go back to Maryland. Big facts, big facts, man. But um, we're running out of time, man. So I definitely want to make sure I thank you guys for coming on today, man. This was super, super fun. Came with to post this thing up, man, and uh, definitely kudos to both of you guys, man, for from you know just the character that you guys have and, and doing things that you guys are doing uh, in the coaching world, man. It's been a pleasure to see what you guys are doing, man. I can't wait to see. Where you, where your journey takes you guys uh, in, in, in the next, you know, course of our of our, of our careers, man. So definitely kudos to you guys, and thanks for coming on today. Yeah, most definitely, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Congratulations on that contract in Costa Rica. And uh, congratulations to you, Aaron, on being able to be in the NBC Sports thing, man. So you guys are doing your thing as well. And I'm proud of you guys as well, man. Continue to grind, man. I'm proud of you guys. All righty, guys. Huge, huge, huge thank you to Joe Hughley and Jermaine Ukebu. Again, man, two Montgomery County guys obviously be played with Jermaine at Springbrook High School, played against Joe Hughley when he was at Magruder. Um, two of our best, best friends. We go way back with those two guys, man. And also, you know, two of our most successful young peers, man. Those guys are going to be extremely, extremely successful um, in the coaching industry, man. Both of those guys are extremely intelligent. Like extremely humble man, extremely hardworking man. So love to see those guys doing their thing, man. And definitely want to thank them again for joining us on today's episode of the Auto Bid. That is going to do it for us, man. As always, I want to remind you guys to make sure you guys are liking this podcast, subscribing to this podcast, man. Make sure you guys are giving us a rating. Um, engage with our content on social media. If you see this interview on Twitter, Instagram, man, leave a comment. You know, uh, engage with us on our social platform, man. We love talking to you guys and getting you guys' thoughts on our episodes, man. So without further ado, man, we're going to let our guy pull up Tay. Take us out with the outro music, man. And until next time, enjoy your week, folks. You beating on me? It's time to get a check, boy. You want to sideline? You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You beating on me? What's the topic of discussion? What we talking about? Take your best shot, I'ma take your last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.